Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk at AM1500, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Wow. Can you guys, can you feel the tension in the world? Can you feel the world about to explode? We're about to launch a, uh, I don't know, what what is it? A, a, a missile or something? I don't even care. At some asteroids, we've got... Mass murders in Russia. We've got a uh, unbelievable things that are happening in the financial world. The crime, people are coming apart. You've got a puppet for a president, uh, his spokesperson who's handling things in the. I mean, things are a gigantic mess, and we could be setting DefCon two at this point. Don't forget, you can watch us on or watch me on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Audible. And, of course, you can download the apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. Those who have contributed to the rockoftalk.chat will have all of their stuff. And there's a lot of you today with a very lengthy, I think you guys were taken aback by the questions that were asked of you. Uh, for those of you who received the show notes, uh, that's everybody who has subscribed at rockoftalk.chat, uh, which is for free until until I decided to do something else with it. I'm not really sure yet, but uh, it's all right there, all right there for you, putting everything out there because you need this information. You need a different way of thinking. So, hour one, we're going to cover the world. Things are happening in a very good way in Italy. I am booking my trip to Italy tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding, but I would love to, right? I think... Georgia Maloney, uh, that's is that is that's my new girlfriend. There she is, Georgia Maloney. The uh, she's a mother. She is someone who's strong, passionate, values driven. And uh, I did share, I did reactivate my uh, Twitter account because it looks like Twitter is going to behave for a while. They're not clearing out anybody. There's no banning going on. Period. Uh, looks like while this trial is going to go on, I'll end up quitting again. Of course. But while the trial is going to go on with Elon Musk, there's not going to be any bans whatsoever. So uh, get it while you can. Uh, you can go to Rocket uh, at excuse me at the Rock of Talk and put it all there. So uh, second segment or second and third segment, uh, Putin putting him in the corner, and then we'll uh, burning it in the midnight oils. Oil refineries are catching on fire. Uh, you've got the world's largest produce market in France caught fire over the weekend as well. None of this stuff is on accident, folks. This is happening on purpose. Here in this country, crime is uh, toppling some of the biggest cities, and they are scrambling. The Democrats don't know what to do. They don't have answers. Uh, we are now at 100 murders, officially, unofficially, uh, with ABQ Raw, though I'm going to call those numbers official based upon what they look at. They have 129 murders. Uh, we are somewhere between... 18 per 100,000 and 23.5 per 100,000 murders, uh, making us the seventh most violent city in the entire country. We're right on the heels of New Orleans, uh, Detroit, uh, St. Louis, and Baltimore. Albuquerque is in the conversation. Uh, There is a credit crunch. This is probably the biggest segment of the whole entire show uh, today. And it's talking about this record amount of debt that is out there. 
and we got to get into the details and the charts. Folks, there has never been this much debt in the United States ever. We have half the total national debt in total debt between mortgages and credit cards and vehicle loans right now. There's almost no way for us to even unravel this. That's how bad this is going to be. If uh, you're not feeling the crunch, you are going to see the crunch. When I tell you about the tension, it's all these things happening at one time. Okay, household debt, U.S. states with the most and least debt. A, a weird report from Credit Karma putting us at number one with the lowest debt income ratio, but they looked at it wrong. Uh, don't trust everything from Credit Karma. Uh, don't even get your credit reports there. Uh, they are going to be faulty as well. Hey, I've got some good news. It's all not doom and gloom, okay? I know there's the balloon fiesta and you want to put a smile on your face, but it's not. It's going to be a somber 50th, uh, uh, 25th. Uh, is it 25 or 50? We're 50, yeah. Uh, uh, balloon Fiesta. Uh, KQB originally put the original one over at uh, Winrock Mall. I think it had all of 10 to 12 uh, balloons, but it's going to be slightly somber. Uh, I will tell you that because the things that are going to be happening in the world, are they going to be casting a black cloud over everything? And this is going to ramp up pretty quickly, folks, because the uh, kerosene or the igniter is going to be these midterm elections. That's the way this whole thing is going to set up. And I need you to take a 30,000-foot view, take a step back, take a deep breath, analyze, and strike. You should be prepared for this at this point. You should be prepared for this at this point. Whether or not you are, you've had two and a half years to do it, okay, since we've started this uh, whole covid And I'll talk a little bit about that. The New Mexico Department of Health is not only recommending COVID shots, but flu shots on top of that. That came out today uh, as well. And the biggest thing is just this underwater mortgages. But I haven't, we haven't said that in some time. folks. It's been a long time since we've talked about an underwater mortgage. We've had a, a, um, a mortgage and a housing market where everything has been very frothy. Everything's been very good. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's getting these really, really cheap mortgage rates and then free money. It's all coming in and Bink, bink, bink. Three, three-quarter point increases. And dare I say it, next time, and mark my words, it's going to be a half-point increase next time. Because the things that are going to be happening over the next three to four weeks prior to the next uh, meeting for the Fed, and you're going to get it slowed down, but you got some other things that are going to be factoring in. I would imagine the inflation rate is going to be somewhere on an annual basis. About That's the only good news you're going to get is it's going to come about a percentage point down. It can't go higher. You are going to see gas prices going higher. You're going to see energy going higher and some other things. But I think sort of the steam is going to come off of the uh, economy overall because we are in a recession. And as of January 1st, we will be in a depression. You can count on that, okay? Count on the words that I'm telling you right now. Please listen to me. Come January 1st, we will officially mark a depression. I've already told you how the midterms come out. I'm almost thinking at this point, the Democrats are trying to throw the election based upon the immediate shift. Even Jen Psaki immediately countering. And I think that was the telltale sign saying, you know, we have to uh, keep the attention off of Joe Biden. I'm going to stand to what I'm saying. I think things are going to get so bad for the president and they're going to get so bad for the country. And people are watching him stammer and shuffle and having uh, what I uh, seem to think uh, is a Parkinson's uh, episode 
the slurred speech and all these things, that he is going to be unfit for office. It is going to send this country into a time that we have not yet seen in the history of this country. Mark my words. Mark my words on this. Pay attention to everything I'm saying. I've been just inundated with all this information. This is not doom and gloom. If anything, what Italy is doing is showing us the way out. And I think if we have a good midterm elections and we say that we're going to do the things that we're going to do, I'm telling you, we could turn this thing around in the next two years. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back after a quick break. Congratulations, Georgia Maloney, the new Prime Minister of Italy, and the sign of things to come. Um, and unfortunately, this is going to be hard fought. I think this whole idea where she gets mentioned 28 times as a fascist in an attempt to sort of uh, undermine her and what she's doing. And, you know, I, this was manufactured and finally created. I mean, um, preparation, right, and hard work is where, how does luck happen, right? And this is a, a woman who got 43.8% of the vote and coming literally out of nowhere. Now, as you know, uh, Sergio Berlusconi or the 76 or 77 different prime ministers that they've had in a, I don't know, last 40 some odd years, it's kind of crazy. I don't know what the number is. It just always seems when you're reading The Economist and you're always seeing, you know, that there, there's another transition of power and they've overthrown the government and they've transferred... You know, it's, it's very fluid, very flexible, but she has made history. Desperate times call for desperate measures or maybe just common sense. How about that? Why does this everything have to be so extreme? I mean, she's very practical. She's a family woman. You've got to absolutely hear her rant. I don't know that there is a, and I don't even understand Italian, a better speaker, her ability to convey impact, meaning, and then at the right time, this woman has it. And I was taken aback. Immediately, I started tearing up. I don't have that type of reaction to very, very many things other than greatness. And when you witness it and you see it, you will feel the very same way. As she moves away from the podium, walks off the podium, shuts her book, and then just lays everything out. And she controls the crowd. She even stops in the middle of her congratulatory speech. And she quotes from poems. I mean, the woman knows how to control herself. She's very attractive, all these wonderful things. But what's really attractive about her are her values. And I think how that is going to sort of transcend everywhere. Sweden's already on it. We, of course, have seen, you remember I was there with the uh, Prime Minister of uh, Belgium, or not Belgium, yeah, yeah, was it, I think it was, uh, no, 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 Hungary, excuse me. Apologize. The oldest country, I think, uh, still, I think in the world, right? Since, a thousand AD or something like that. It's, it's kind of crazy. You go back and look at like, this is the one country that's continued to be there. And they have stressed country and family and God and values. And all the very same things that we're talking about here in the United States, that's what she's facing back in the league. All the woke politics. And the leftists just don't get it. They're never going to get it. They tried to push their agenda, but they have broken the world. 
with wishful thinking, with the printing of money, with soft living. I mean, we can go hard times, make, make you know, we can do all this all day long. But we've got a world to save at this point. That's where we're at. We are at the point here in this country where we are trying to save the world. You might think I'm a little crazy or hyperbolic in saying so. When you have consumed as much as I have over the last five days and really, you know, taken a seat back and you're like, okay, what's going on here? And evaluate it. You will see what is coming. We're about to set DEFCON 2. Before we do, let's give the lady her due. Congratulations uh, to this uh, wonderful young lady, the uh, new PM of Italy. Here's uh, liberals' heads exploding. Meanwhile, Italy is on course to elect the country's first female prime minister and the first government led by the far right since the end of World War II, according to early projections. Now, you need to know Mika Brzezinski's, I mean, the uh, trilateral council, her dad's a part of that. Like, this, she is part of the mouthpiece for the globalists. She's angry as all get out. She's been involved. She's very educated on all these things. But that's who her father is. Mika Brzezinski's father. I mean, uh, uh, my, yeah, her father, part of the uh, trilateral uh, uh, council. I mean, all of these world uh, economic uh, government uh, entities is part of all of that. Their heads are exploding here. It's a coalition led by Georgia Maloney has won a decisive victory in Italy's snap election. The coalition won just over 43% of the vote, which is enough to give it a comfortable parliamentary majority. Reaching political consensus and cementing a coalition could take weeks, and a new government may only come to power in October. The vote could mark a big political shift for a pivotal, pivotal European country dealing with ongoing economic and political instability. It also could strain a tight-knit European alliance that has been standing with Ukraine in its war with Russia. Well, I mean, and there's a real, a real problem. You look at Berlusconi here, who's been blaming the Ukrainians for the war. Berlusconi is an ally of hers. And David Ignatius, this goes back to what I said before about uh, illiberal forces um, uh, pushing back and fighting a Western democracy. We, we, we've seen uh, what's been happening in Hungary over the past several years. So what happened in Sweden last week and what happened in Italy yesterday. You have in Sweden and Italy two countries that have uh, that were founded on fascism uh, now. That, that's their word for uh, that's now the word that they use for people who just believe in country and family and God and all the things, the fabric that creates and keeps countries together. That's their word, fascism. They cannot make it go away. They sound ridiculous, whether it's on the pages of the New York Times or whether it's on air. Uh, they're going to be running those countries. Joe, the, the victory of a, a party that has its roots in Italian fascism, plain and simple, uh, the, the, the Brothers of Italy, it's called, Giorgio Maloney's party, uh, is concerning to everybody. Uh, it accompanies, as you said, this move in Europe uh, who, uh, who could think that in Sweden, uh, a party with right-wing neo-fascist roots would now be dominant in, in, in Parliament? Uh, in France, so you know how this all goes. So you can hear, you know, the blather that's just coming from the left, and it's going to continue. And this is how you know that we are all over the target. This is going to continue, and it's not going away. We've paved the way now, and we are not the far right. It's common sense values versus whatever the heck they have been doing that isn't working. 
It is, the, the, our time is coming, probably in a couple of years. That's about how long it's going to take for that to get over here, and things are going to get bad rather quickly. Now, this woman, I think, represents uh, things that are happening, as they just indicated, throughout other countries. But here's the big, here's the kicker on this is, that's so important. As I told you when I was out in, uh, in Phoenix, and I was doing my, my show from there, and we were talking about the G7, and what did we find? We found the Italian PM resigned, and then we saw that, you know, the, we saw uh, Shinzo Abe, and we saw anybody who had any sort of right-wing influence, right? I mean, even slightly moderate was removed. You, of course, know Boris Johnson was removed. He was affiliated with Donald Trump. Like, they weren't just trying to clear out the right in the United States. They were trying to clear out the right globally. And the snapback reaction from the people, and now you're starting to see some of that that's happening here in this country. And a lot of people are talking about, it's going to be a surprise. They're going to outperform the polls. You can't trust the polls that are coming out. People are afraid to kind of speak out. And these are good experts who have been on the field of battle, like Newt Gingrich. And they're assessing the situation, and they like what they see. This is going to be better than we expected at a work at a couldn't it be a worse time right now for this country. We just haven't let it happen. We've printed so much money. We've made every excuse in the book. We've taken everything that we possibly can to prevent this, you know, never come down. You know, we used to have the cycle of sevens. I told you about that last week. Jonathan Kahn, the cycle of sevens. You start paying attention. That's a real thing. It's a real paradigm. Now you're starting to see what's happening is we prevented that from happening. And you had this nice soft living for 14 years with easy money, not a single interest rate hike during that entire time that Barack Obama was in power. And they may not be able to get to what they want to get to, which is either sticking Hillary Clinton back into the, the White House or you got to be related to somebody or Michelle Obama. They want to do something along those lines. They're not going to get the chance because finally people are going to realize that, hey, the game is up. This whole entire thing has been rigged from the beginning, and we finally got to see the impacts now. We care about the future as Republicans. We're going to talk about fertility rates. We're going to talk about families and growth and legacy and generations and all of these things that are so incredibly important. We're the party of life. They are the party of death. It should be abundantly clear to all of us at this point with our fertility rates and the things that we believe in that we have been shamed and bullied enough. You don't have to comply. You don't have to do what they tell you to do. This is not going to be some sort of forced occupation of a political class that's going to take over the polls, that's going to take over. Like, this should give you hope. Unfortunately, during that hope is we're going to have to battle all the way through. This is a small glimmer of light that God is giving you right now and letting you see what the future can be if you're willing to hold on tight to your principles, to the things that you're worth fighting for, and to follow through. Don't quit. Don't ever give up. And this woman, now at the helm of that, and you see Sergio Berlusconi, they're trying to take their party and their country back in tradition to try and save their country. Maybe we just might maybe be able to do that here in this country as well. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. Lots of text coming into the Kiva. Back in three, we'll talk about oil refineries.
lot to celebrate, right, to start the show. And then you're going to find out there's not really anything to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the good and the bad of it. You've got someone who's really leading the way, inspirational, amazing. Majority in both houses, they're sliming her. They're probably going to do a Brexit in Italy. They're going to bail out of the whole entire thing. And, and they have no interest in the European Union going forward because the European Union has failed them. The first woman prime minister coming from the far right, that they say it's a far right. I told you. Reason, right? Accountability, common sense, normalcy, right? <laughs> she won't be sworn in for a few weeks. Just watching her going up to vote is like, wow, this is what we need. Normal people. As the, the, Somebody texted something or I saw it on tweet or something like that. The world has been ruined by people in business suits. And it can only be saved by people in blue jeans. Something along those lines. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. People are willing to work out there. It's going to be blue-collar people who are going to go ahead and use common-sense approaches to deal. Because we can't trust these bankers, attorneys, all these various people that are hell-bent on screwing up the world. I literally think it's crossing my mind that they're building up and keep bailing out Ukraine with money that we don't have. Because once the you-know-what hits the fan... All of these corrupt politicians are going to go over to the Ukraine. They're going to build like a little harbor for them, and they're going to have all the resources that they need. They, that you just got to think like these these scumbags, these dirt bags. That's what they're doing. They're building their little kitties, and they're going to have a place where they. And hey, we'll sell the war. We know we can't beat Putin because Putin is committed to winning. You're putting him in the corner. He is committed to winning. He's not going to lose. Marshal three hundred thousand troops. No sense in starting a man with, who's been in power for more than two decades at least. Seems like it's always been Putin. I feel like Yeltsin was, <laughs> I don't even know what to think. That was like a lifetime ago. How committed are they? They're arresting their own people. Any sort of dissent internally, like that, and that's, you're going to see the same thing happening here, folks. If you're not on board with what the government wants you to do, prepare to be arrested, prepare to be taken in for questioning. You will not say this. They're already uh, started. The, the, like It's 1984. It's Orwellian. We know that. Okay, Changing the meaning of words. Constant projection. Constant gaslighting. Russian police block mobilization protests, arrest hundreds. They're going crazy over there, right? No, it's just a few people. A few people started some things up. 750 people, over 370 in Moscow, 150 in St. Petersburg. By the way, a big distance between them. Russia is big. Geographically, no one should ever try to start a war with Russia. I mean, it's, it spans eight time zones. What are you going to do? And it's cold. And if you think they're not going to mobilize in the cold, they live in the cold. Siberia. The demonstrations followed protests that erupted within hours after Putin had moved to beef up his volunteer forces fighting in Ukraine, announced a call-up of experienced and skilled army reserves. The whole country is committed to war. We're like, well, you know, if they keep doing this, uh, here's what, what's going to happen to you, Russia. <laughs> and we keep saying to everybody how weak they are, right? Isn't that the whole thing? We just say, oh, yeah, they, they, they better watch out, right? This is the whole thing is that we're going to puff up our chest. Uh, we've got the civilian draft that Putin uh, instituted to mobilize an additional 300,000 troops. So based on those two developments, what is the U.S. assessment right now of why Putin is making these moves? 
And is it a sign that he's losing this war? Well, Chuck, throwing together sham referenda on three days notice and scrambling to call up hundreds of thousands of people who are going to need to get trained and organized uh, is not a sign of strength. It's not a sign of confidence. Quite the opposite. It's a sign that he is struggling very badly uh, in Ukraine, that the Russian army is struggling badly and that he doesn't have a lot of options left because he really did not want to have to move to mobilization. He knew that as soon as he ordered mobilization, there would be some upheaval in the country. And we're seeing the images and scenes of that right now. So the Russian army is in trouble and the Ukrainian army is making gains on the battlefield and stopping the Russians from making progress uh, in areas where they continue to try to advance. But that doesn't mean that the danger is over. It is very much real and still with us mm -hmm. because uh, Vladimir Putin remains intent, as you just heard from President Biden, on wiping out the Ukrainian people. Uh, I don't even know what else to say after that. What, what else can you possibly say? If his, his, his intent is to wipe out the Ukrainian people, he's going to do it. Nine million of them have already moved across the border. There is no possibility that NATO being divided up and Italy and all the rest of it scrambling, and she has a few allies. Now this new, uh, they, they're, they're not really friendly with the EU and not really friendly with, with, with the Russians and Putin. But they're probably saying this war didn't need to happen. What was the what was the war for? I think it's all a giant smokescreen, a giant cover up for Biden and all his politically corrupt operatives. For what purpose? For what purpose? Remember, the third most corrupt country in the world, Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky installed, put in there. Folks, we are now about to set DEFCON 2. It's important that you hear this. We're currently in DEFCON 3. What does that mean? Air Force ready to mobilize in 15 minutes. Increase in force readiness above that required for normal readiness is the description. We're now going to be speeding this up as he has accelerated 300,000 troops. And you've got a, a country that is not sympathetic to the Ukraine. We, are, we just aren't. We're too distant. We're 10 time zones away. We don't really care all that much. You can go ahead and call it a humanitarian effort, raise all your money, uh, fly your blue and, and yellow flags. You're, you're still not convinced. You're not emotionally bought into this. You're, you're understanding, why do we even bother with this? Why did Zelensky keep puffing up his chest and decide to go ahead and expansion of NATO during Biden coming in? It was, it was unnecessary. And if you piss off Putin... Expect to see exactly what you're seeing right now, which makes me, if they're smart, which makes me think that they're doing this on purpose to call even more resources at a time so that they can run, hey, you need to do this. You're going to follow along with the U.S. program, with the Allies program, and you're going to see more and more countries stray from that because they're going to be more focused on themselves and like, what the hell is Ukraine anyway? And I mean that, that just that way, that, that's the way they're going to think of this. DEFCON 2 is now fast-paced exercises. Armed forces ready to deploy and engage in less than six hours. I've got it on the good word that they are already doing that across our armed forces, folks. They just aren't saying it. Part of that propaganda is covering up the things that are really happening. And what's really happening is we are gearing up for war on the ground for a non-NATO member for what reason, I don't know. 
This is the last step to nuclear war. And it's going to move quickly from DEFCON 2 to DEFCON 1. Because this administration, our country, its leadership has done nothing, not one thing, to quell this. All they've done is try to continue to stick it to Putin and think that he can be beat. You can't, he knows that he can't be beat. Economically, militarily, nuclear, you want to talk about nuclear warheads? If we go to DEFCON 1, nuclear war is a certainty. I can't even believe I'm having to say this out loud. But all the distractions, the wokeness, you're not going to care a lick about any of the things that we've been talking about once those birds hit the sky. It's all over but the crying and a lot of scrambling. Do I think something is going to happen before the midterms? I'm almost convinced. I am almost convinced, but I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe that we live in a world like this. You don't walk around saying uh, to the Russians, hey, catastrophic consequences for Russia if it uses nuclear weapons. Well, we got a man who stammers, who shuffles. You can't, he mumbles, misremembers everything. He is not capable of leading this country against that. There's just no, I don't care how weak you think he is. We will get beat. We are a weak generation that could be so much more. But we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to show our strength and believe in ourselves. We wanted to put down the patriarchy and put down any show of strength. And, and now you see the quote unquote far right taking over in Sweden, taking over in Italy, Hungary. So glad that I went to CPAC and I saw that. The nuclear threat might change the mood in Russia itself, stoking widespread fear. Why do you think they're freaking out in Russia? Why do you think they're doing crowd control? What you see over there is going to start happening over here. And the protests in the street won't be about Black Lives Matter. I can assure you of that. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva to wrap the hour. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. With that, we are up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. That Eddie is crazy. He's so crazy over there talking about nuclear war. What does he write about? He never gets anything right. Bad instincts. I don't listen to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, sure. Think, think long and hard about what I'm saying. Think about the calculus. Think about the strategy. You have to, I have a degree in political science. I have a degree in economics. That doesn't actually make me believe it. But if you know enough about the world and especially about European history, 19th, 19th and 20th European history, which was probably one of my favorite classes, even though I didn't focus. My focus was Latin American studies, you know, human development index, understanding where all that stuff comes from, you know, in terms of approving economy, what does it take? And, you know, I had some very liberal professors. My favorite class was macro econ theory, 
loved it. I, I somehow I got lost in there. I just couldn't get out. Once I started studying and understanding things in such an abstract way, it's like you could use that same thing for everything. My brain just, once I see that, I see the numbers, then it's just extrapolating human behavior, making predictions with a high level of certainty with a little bit of historical background. And bingo, Bob's your uncle. You've got some answers. If you like the math and the graphs as much as I did, and if you love data, then you'll turn back and you'll say, okay, we can be reasonably sure that these types of things may happen because of X, Y, and Z. We haven't seen anything on this scale ever. I'm not saying a lot by saying that because, you know, things are getting bigger, faster, better, you know, more connected, right? But, you know, we're not exactly the smartest uh, species in the universe, I hate to say it. This is an existential time. An absolutely existential time for people on a personal level, for communities, challenging what people believe, people refusing to believe proofs, deciding that being hard-headed will get them the answers and wishful thinking will lead the way. Wishing upon something, praying for something, doesn't make things happen. Okay? You don't hope for things to happen. God gives you free will. That free will, if you use reason, you thank God for the wisdom and the understanding that brought you to a point where you could go ahead and understand how you should assess the situation, behave, and move your family, yourself, your business forward. That's wisdom. You will have wisdom, right? There are a long series of things that have happened to you. We've got some strange things, you know, where after we legalize marijuana or people are, you know, rationalizing, you know, their, their lifestyles and saying that this is okay and that's okay. And you have this moral depravity that has really overtaken these societies and they're justifying their behaviors and their choices. And it's all illogical. It all doesn't make sense anymore. You're saying, well, how do we get focused on all of this? And the answer is, I, I don't know. I think it's just because you stopped looking at the light. You decided to focus on the darkness and said, you know what, we can hide and do all of our dirty, dastardly deeds that we want to live the way we want, lie, cheat, and steal, and take. And you can just feel the soul of the world sort of being pulled in this direction right now. And it's important that you're hearing about like these little terrorist acts that are happening, burning markets and the, the largest ones, right? The new, one of the new czars for President Biden is literally a church of Satan worshiper. And he's heading up the HIV and the LGBTQ response. And he's practicing that uh, thing they do. That, what, 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 I forget the, the name of what it's called, where you lie on purpose. I, let, I left that article for you guys, and you can go see it. It's the most clicked-on article today. Everybody want to, I'll share it a little bit later on in the show. People are justifying bad behavior, all right? They want to worship the earth. It was, it was like, it's like Thanos, right? We're going to go ahead and wipe out half of the world. Does anybody even know what I'm talking about? You probably don't. And I don't care. 
what is important is conveying that you're going to be worshiping something then like that and, and think that you have, you know, you've been given the power to go ahead and wipe the slate clean for everybody else and, 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 and take for yourself and take for the people that you represent. That's, that, that's the party of death. That's where all this worship, save Mother Earth, green uh, greenhouse gases, you got to get on board. You don't need to do that. You saw what it's done. You knew what the ESG commitments have done to companies. They bankrupted them almost immediately. Okay. Well, it's equity and society, and we got to make sure governance and making sure that we're on board with the, because men know better. No, men don't know better. Argentine oil workers strike after refinery explosion kills three. It all just happened sort of in the last, well, hey, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go ahead and give this uh, straight to you because people are talking about it. And it's like, well, it's not a really kind of, uh, you know, big deal. We don't have to pay attention to it. We've got an energy crisis where people are going to be spending $2,000, $2,000 a month on energy. You wouldn't be able to, everybody would be bankrupt. We got people with no money right now. And we're going to spend 10 times the, the normal amount that we would. That's what's happening in Britain. They're rationalizing. They're nationalizing things right now. Nationalizing uh, uh, a, a German refinery. You think the government's going to do it better than the one who is looking? They're doing it because they're going to keep costs down. No, they're going to take it over and make things worse. They're going to control what's happening. This is all control. There's no mistake about it. They want something negative for more control over you and your life. Understand that. I know it sounds crazy, but again, here we go. There have been eight refinery, refinery fires, fires around, around the world, world in the last three weeks. weeks. Indiana, Indiana, Ohio, Ohio here, here. We, we had one in Venezuela, Venezuela Argentina, Argentina, coal, coal factory. factory. Maybe, Maybe just, just complete coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a great, that, yeah, just a total coincidence. Just, Refineries just catch on fire all the time. They're literally burning down markets. They're burning down refineries. They are creating, they're restricting. I mean, and they have to come out and talk. Europe's energy crisis, demand for natural gas. That's the headline there as the euro, the London, the pound sank to an all-time low. They're going to be asking us to donate money for them to pay their bills. We need to guarantee, guarantee the physical security. security. Of, of some, some of these facilities, facilities that are so, so critical, critical to the world, Sean. Well, well look, the, the Department, Department of Homeland, Homeland Security recognizes, recognizes refineries as critical now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we absolutely have to do everything that we can. And at the Port of Corpus Christi, we... Did you notice they didn't say it happened on accident? Did you notice they just skipped the whole causal effect? They just, well, we have to do something to protect it. Homeland Security. This is, like, they're talking about acts of terrorism. By who? Eco-terrorists. Who are trying to create, who are trying to break the system, and they want you to commit to this green new energy. If you don't love, remember this crazy Greenpeace a-holes are off the shores. They were like attacking people because they're trying to save a, a whale in, in, in the ocean. Like, why are you 10 times more violent than anything that we're doing? Right? This is, we've been doing this for centuries. The Japanese have been harvesting these whales for centuries. All of a sudden, you're going to come in and say they can, they can no longer do a Greenpeace. They, they come out there, and then they attack. You find people that are murdered. This is, how, this is how committed, how insanely nuts these people are. By the way, you saw a talk radio host uh, was killed over the weekend. Don't think that didn't cross my mind. We take 
all of those facilities, uh, their security, uh, absolute, with absolute seriousness. The port itself provides public safety. We have our own police force. We have fire protection. Uh, we work with federal, uh, the federal agencies. Uh, but there is certainly more to be done. As Doesn't that sound like a, the biggest excuse ever before something even bigger, larger happens? We have to be able to explain in a way that all this stuff is really just happening on purpose. Like, it, it, it's insane. Folks, the world has gone insane right in front of your very eyes. And you just can't believe it. You just keep telling yourself stories like, no, it didn't happen like that. Oh, yes, it did. Think of the very worst things and multiply it by two. And that's exactly what happened. Under attack, Ohio BP explosion kills two fourth gas plant explosion since June. It was safely shut down. All our staff is accounted for. This first surfaced here, Oregon, Ohio. Refiner's been operating for over 100 years on a parcel of land that covers 585 acres. They've never barely had one in a year. The fourth fossil fuel disruption since June. Reuters shares that Freeport, Texas was taken offline June 8th. July 7, 2022, Fort Bend near Houston, an explosion occurred at a natural gas line. All this stuff is continuing to happen. And remember, there are no coincidences. It's all on purpose. Back at the top of the hour, dude. Thanks for listening. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the, the Rock of Talk. Five. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am ABQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. If you're podcasting, if you're late to the party, you could also do Audible, run your Audible there, but please do read with your ears if you can't do it with your eyes. And don't forget, you can always uh, go to rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. I got confirmation that uh, all my stuff has been submitted for the rockoftalk.tv. It's very expensive. You guys are consuming more than ever, but uh, that will be a paid app. Um, but everything else uh, will be free. So there you go. And don't forget, I put all the show notes uh, ahead of the show uh, with all the links. So you can go through and look at all the stuff. I'm back, back it up. I put it all back uh, up there. And uh, it was a good first hour there with uh, Georgia Milani. My Giorgio Melania, she's the new PM, my my new girlfriend, I guess, right? Anyway, yeah, just only only kidding. <laughs> she's an amazing person with values, direction, and uh, I'm gonna find the best isolated part of her speech. Um, I think I have it on my Twitter, and I just you've got to just absolutely hear her uh, speak, folks, and just to hear the tone, even if the language isn't our language, it is uh, enough and. I think you all realize now, and I'm going to read your your, your <clears throat> text uh, here in a second. I think you all realize the seriousness of where our world is currently. And I think it's important that uh, you think and you say and you assess. As we have put Putin in a corner, uh, he has mobilized 300,000 plus. They're arresting people there locally. He's committed to winning and uh, he will not be defeated. And the, we have no skin in the game other than corruption, as you just heard at the uh, top of the hour news, something about Hillary Clinton you know, using the Godwin principle to call in. But basically, when all the other arguments die, there's something called the Godwin principle. When that happens, you say Hitler. 
right? And you hope that it goes away. It's like, uh, there's this uh, unbelievable uh, video you can see on my uh, Twitter at The Rock of Talk. By the way, you're back on Twitter because they're not going to ban anybody on Twitter. Whatever you put up there, just put it up there because people are, are, are just, they, they want the steel to close. They don't want any sort of, um, what is it? shadow banning or banning in general so you can put your stuff out back out there i don't have very many followers and i just jump back on sunday to put them stuff uh, out there but this woman is losing her mind in a grocery store right or the you might have seen that philadelphia video where everyone is you know rummaging through everything that's happening and and this woman's ordering like a sandwich at the same time that they're uh, looting in uh the wawa something i don't even know so it's just like it's more disgusting behavior like what else do we expect from those people this is who they are. This is who they have shown us to be. And they are going to destroy and absolutely rape and murder and pillage their own communities. And then they're going to come for you. That's the way it's going to work. And the police are going to step out of the way and they're going to say, in the name of justice, in the name of understanding and, you know, uh, reparations, right? We're going to probably go to that again, as I'm sure sometimes. But here, here's the unfortunate thing for all of those causes is they... When the birds go in the air, when there is uh, nuclear, you know, when uh, Denzel describes it in uh, Crimson Tide, when you have nuclear holocaust, you know, when it's a war of attrition, and that's what we're battling right now, folks. It's a war of attrition. It's like, who could lose more? They have more nuclear warheads. Putin's not going to go out without a fight. He doesn't care. He does not care. And we're, we're poking, poking the bear with a uh, old senile, shuffling, stammering old man. Like, that's who you elected, right? 81 million of you somehow elected that man. I don't know, I don't know how it happened. You thought an election didn't, didn't matter, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, nuclear war. In fact, uh, everything I said in the first hour, you guys are backing me up uh, right now. U.S. Cyber Command. I told you. We were at DEFCON 2. Verification. Thanks to our good people over at the lab. U.S. Cyber Command and Space Force is at DEFCON 2. My son is in the Air National Guard, and he was notified. He has been told he is being ordered to go to combat zones at the very latest by the beginning of 2023. Either they aren't telling him where he is or he isn't saying anything at this point. It's classified. I'll tell you, but I'd have to kill you. There it is, folks. It's out there. It's in the ether. Understand that this is out there. Okay. It's not going to be good for a while. My dad asked me yesterday, he's like, you think it's ever going to improve? I'm like, no, I don't. It's going to be a different world for my kids. They all got the getting while the getting was good. The greatest generation. And you piled up on, if you were lucky to live the previous two generations to generation X, boy, boy, did you make out. You're the best. You're the, you're the luckiest man. I know Rudy. You got all the all the goodies, all the good stuff. Gen- greatest generation, all that, uh, you know, a happy family, a white picket fence, the cars, and everything was all good. And now, now this is the mess that's left behind. This is what happens in the absence of leadership is you create chaos. When there is no order, you get chaos. The good thing about chaos, anybody who understands chaos and chaos theory, is that eventually there has to be a reordering of things. Unfortunately... There's lots of punishment that happens during that time. And then there's lots of crazy things that start being pervasive, like these terrorist attacks on these oil refineries that nobody is talking about. Like, uh, uh, refineries, they catch on fire all the time. No, they don't. Argentina, Ohio, Germany now nationalizing the country's 
biggest gas importer, Uniper. Why the government wants to take it over and say, well, we, we got to control cut. You can't. Especially at the very same time that the Ukraine is taking out oil field after oil field, supposedly, if we we're to believe anything that Zelensky says. You want to know Ohio? Here, here's, here's, he, th- listen to this. On August 24, 2022, and the surrounding states experienced a major disruption in full distribution from a shutdown at the BP facility in Whiting, Illinois. BP experienced an electrical fire at the facility, which necessitated immediate shutdown. The facility supplies a major international airport, distribution centers, automobile and manufacturing regions, Seaway Corridor, and the Great Lakes region. BP resumed operations on September 16th, and you got another fire. At a time of high inflation, two major fossil fuel production facilities, shutdowns, previous explosions, disruptions, it begs the question, why are we experiencing so many major disruptions in our natural fossil fuel supply and production and distribution facilities? The journalists are asking. They want to know. Why? Why? <laughs> We're committed to these agendas. We are going, we are going to make sure that that man's not president, that we're going to have green new deals, that we're going to have an equity of outcome. A quality of outcome, excuse me. Equity is a different thing. And crime running rampant everywhere. In fact, if you look at a Walmart map and you look at the 22 states, well, Walmart is the major employer meaning the leading employer, those are all red states. It's all flyover country. And in every one of those states, low crime, high booming economy, people going to work, people living satisfying lives. All through the center, all the places you don't want to travel to that you never say, oh, well, I'd always wanted a honeymoon in Nebraska. You might want to do that now. That's where we are. Oh, we're going to go to L.A. We're going to go to Disneyland. No, you're not. Hell to the no. L.A. is hell on earth. And we're L.A.'s little sister. We'll talk about that when we return. Talk about what's going on in L.A. A record number of murders here in this city. Back in three. The way you said that, Rudy, you said time for the set. You know, God is always working his way in and out of conversations and all that. So, you know, I'm glad you're here. But uh, do you know that there was a God by the name of Seth? No, I didn't. Well, everything that I'm talking about, it says time for the set. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the, you mean uh, the, the Lord sunset. of the desert. The, yeah, the sun set, right? The light setting, meaning put it away. Well, set, once it went away, then it's chaos and disorder and warfare. Okay? Oh, I don't like that. I shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you don't have sometimes control. It's just sometimes you're grabbing things and you say things. And it's like you're trying to get you to pay attention to certain signs during a calamitous time, right? Like, this is that time. This yeah. is a time that's very important. This is what the radio is made for. This is what the media is made for. It's made for these types of things so we can communicate and provide solace in a place where people have respite, right? Yeah. Set uh, was the Egyptian god of war, chaos, and storms, brother of Osiris, Isis, and Horus the Elder. 
and brother to husband to Nephethys. His other consort was the goddess Tarawet, a hippo-headed deed who presided over fertility and childbirth. Literally, the origin of all the gods, when we started talking about gods, and that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, in cataclysmic, apocalyptic times, these are the types of things that are sort of brought in. you got to have a way to sort of deal with them. And sometimes, you know, religion and belief can be handles to sort of help with that. Yeah. So that you have follow-through that allows men to achieve great things. So, as you said it, I just uh, grabbed it out of the... Uh, as did I. I wish I wouldn't have said it now. Why, why, why do you don't wish for anything? I think it's never good to wish for anything. Well, Ho actually, hope, in yeah, fact, yeah, I don't want you to uh, take it from there. Uh, hope is not something. Hope is not a strategy. Right. False hope is pure evil. Giving somebody some sort of false hope that something is possible, that something is going to get done, or that this is going to happen. I mean, there's nothing, nothing worse than disappointing, you know, a child, you know, a lover, a friend, a, a per, you know, disappointments. That's it, right? Yeah. And all we've got since Joe Biden has come into office is disappointment. Top to bottom, disappointment everywhere we go. It's sown the darkness. And it's created this new atmosphere because we've decided we want to just level the playing field, make everything easy. You think that there's going to be some sort of order that comes out of all of this? In the absence of leadership, which we no longer have, but maybe, but maybe we just got it today. I don't know. Maybe we got it today. Listen to this. Just... perfetti. E allora è sotto attacco l'identità nazionale, è sotto attacco l'identità religiosa, è sotto attacco l'identità di genere, è sotto attacco l'identità familiare. Non devo potermi definire italiana, cristiana, donna, madre, no. Io devo essere cittadino X, genere X, genitore 1, genitore 2, devo essere un numero. Perché quando sarò solamente un numero, quando non avrò più un'identità, quando non avrò più radici, beh allora sarò lo schiavo perfetto in balia della grande speculazione finanziaria. Il consumatore perfetto. E questa è la ragione per la quale... Questa è la ragione per la quale oggi noi facciamo tanta paura. Questa è la ragione per la quale oggi questo appuntamento fa tanta paura. Perché noi non vogliamo essere dei numeri. Noi siamo qui per dire che noi non siamo dei numeri. Noi difenderemo il valore della persona umana. Di ogni singola persona umana. Perché ognuno di noi ha un codice genetico unico e irripetibile. E questo piaccia o no a del sacro. Lo difenderemo, difenderemo Dio, la patria e la famiglia che fanno tanto schifo a qualcuno. Lo faremo per difendere la nostra libertà perché noi non saremo mai schiavi e semplici consumatori in balia della speculazione finanziaria. Ecco la nostra missione, ecco perché oggi sono venuta qui. Scriveva Chesterton ormai più di un secolo fa, vediamo se, lo, se ve lo trovo, Fuochi verranno attizzati per dimostrare che 2 più 2 fa 4. Spade verranno sguainate per dimostrare che le foglie sono verdi in estate. Quel tempo è arrivato, signori. Siamo pronti. Grazie. That's just pure power. Right there. It's power because it's truth. 
Now I'm going to, I'm going to do the honors and repeat everything that was said as she said it. And maybe this starts a new trend that is more pervasive than the rest of the world. And maybe we stop nuclear war and maybe we stop famine and maybe we stop hunger and maybe we stop all the energy constraints that are going to be coming our way. Maybe we stop all this stuff because we've focused too much on the nonsensical. Please answer me. This is about what we are doing here today. Why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? There is a single answer to all these questions. Because it defines us. Because it is our identity. Because everything that defines us is now an enemy. For those who would be like us to no longer have an identity. And to simply be perfect consumer slaves. And so they attack national identity, they attack religious identity, they attack gender identity, they attack family identity. I can't define myself as Italian, Christian, woman, mother, no. I must be citizen X, gender X, parent one, parent two. I must be a number. Because when I am only a number, when I no longer have an identity or roots, then I would be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators. The perfect consumer. That's the reason why. That's the reason why. That's the reason why we inspire so much fear. That's why this event inspires so much fear. Because we do not want to be numbers. We will defend the value of the human being. Every single human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. And like it or not, that is sacred. We will defend it. We will defend God, country, and family. Those things that disgust people so much, we will do it to defend our freedom. Because we will never be slaves and simple consumers at the mercy of financial speculators. That is our mission. That is why I came here today. Chesterton wrote, more than a century ago, Chesterton. Let's see if I can find it. She shuffles around, looks for the papers. Fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves are green in summer. The time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Pretty amazing stuff. That's what they're afraid of right now. We sit here on today with the world in this unbelievable time. And that woman ascends to power in a place where things have been thrown over, over and over and over again. And they're looking for order after being decimated by a COVID. Remember, they kiss each other on the mouth and do all this stuff. And they, they, they realize, right, that one of the least vaxxed places post was, was Italy. They all had it. We don't need to get vaxxed. Spain, sort of the same thing. That indomitable spirit. And you can hear it just shining through at a time when, it, when the world needs it now more than ever. And the governments and the new world order are going to rise up against her and us and it. And that it is true. This isn't BS. This is real. This is real life. The darkness has been trying to take over. It's taking over cities taking over communities, drugs, rampant abuse, all sorts of abuse. 
and this this is this this is the voice right now of this is the voice of the president. This is the voice of our country. This is supposedly the the voice of the uh, hege- hegemonic strength in the world. This is after you hear that you 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 get to hear you you get to hear this a much different voice, weak, not leading the way. Peter Ducey asking the question. Does President Biden think America's big cities are safe? It is not. It is not a. Um, it is not a yes or no question. It is very much a question of what has he done. That's how we see the question: is what has he done to make sure that cities, and it doesn't matter if it's a big city or a small city, it doesn't matter if it's in a red state or a blue state. What matters is that we have the funding and we have done the work, put the policy forward uh, to make sure that these cities, whether it's big or small, have what they need to protect their community. And that's what this president has done, again, without the help of Republicans. Does our city feel safer? Does our state feel safer? Does our country feel safer? Does the world feel safer? No on all counts. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. We'll pick it up from there. I'll read some of your texts uh, as well. We've got more texts than I know what to do with this afternoon. Thank you all for contributing. Back in threes. Thanks for listening. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. If the new Italian's PM speech does not put the fear of God into Democrats, progressives for midterms, nothing will. They can try to gaslight us all they want, but a blue wave is coming. You can feel it. They left have overplayed their hand and are soon going to pay for it all. I think he meant red wave. I think uh, the uh, leading contender for president uh, on the left side so far, thus, um, you know, big spending big money is Gavin Newsom. He would agree. These guys are ruthless, ruthless on, on the other side. side. Where are we? Where are we organizing bottom up a compelling alternative narrative? Where are we going on the offense every single day? They're winning right now. The Democratic Party has to assert itself much more aggressively. All right, so um, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, Newsom might be running for president. There you go. That's all you need to know right there. I mean, j- just to make sure that you're, like, this is how angry they are. This is Gavin Newsom in a candid moment to a small crowd talking about what they need to do so that they can go ahead and hold us off during the midterms. These guys are ruthless on the other side. Where are we? Where are we organizing bottom-up a compelling alternative narrative? Where are we going? What did you just learn? You just learned that you have to be ruthless. You have to play for keeps. When it comes to power, you have to absolutely destroy. You can't leave any room for them to come back, right? The art of war. Are the Republicans practicing that? I think that's a great question. I would say no. Divided within, more interested than being liked and being right. Those are the two things that will destroy anybody. If you're interested in being liked or you have to be right about something, you'll lose 100% of the time. If you have either one of those characteristics, if, it's, if, it, if you're committed to being right all the time, okay, you're going to lose. 
If you just need to be liked by the other side, if your ego needs to get stroked, then you're going to lose. It's just, it's just what happens. Folks, we've got the policies. We've got the values. We've got everything that we, need, we absolutely need. Let's just talk about California for a second, okay? What's happening in Los Angeles? Homicides in Los Angeles reached their highest level in 15 years during the first half of 2022. Yeah, this is, we can go back to Watts. We can go back to the uh, LA riots. We can go back to all these times. I mean, we know that the gangs that are the Crips and the Bloods and, and, and you've got homicides reaching their highest level. 181 murder victims as uh, this was in middle of July. Homicides in the city of Los Angeles. Here's the last five years, 132, 130, 140, 180, 181 during the same first six months of the year. Why? Because of policies. This is what they want. They want chaos. They want disorder. They want to go ahead and allow these criminals to go ahead and have a revolving justice system. You kick them back out and we can take over, make the, the bad guys good, the good guys bad. 29% increase, 34% increase from the average same time period from 15 to 2015 to 2019. Should we blame the guns? No, same amount. <laughs> no, it's it's just violence. It's people wanting to kill. It's about the same. Doesn't matter if you take the guns away, if you don't. People are compelled to kill based upon the environment that they are in, reacting either to a drug or reacting to a situation or reacting to some sort of, uh, who knows, whatever supplies the fuel for their murderous intent. Firearm background checks, does that hurt? Oh, it's the background checks. No, in order to get a background check, that would be obeying the law. They disobey the law all the time, which means that the criminals are going to come and get background checks. We become lawless. Homicides by area, by division, all this. I wish we had this broken out. And guess what? They're spending more on the L.A. Police Department budget all the way through. They spend more money, they still get more crime. And the police get more raises. And they have the DOJ involved. They have more problems. Why? Because it's their attitude. Attitude and or performance affecting outcomes, right? Never, never because of resourcing or staffing, right? If you wanted to go ahead and, and cure it, then you'd penalize it. And you'd throw them in jail and lock, <laughs> throw away the key, right? Is it, that's just only what you do. Well, George Gascon, Gascon, ho, ho, ho. Love that, uh, you know. Oh, he's the, uh, his policies are endangering his community. I think there should be a call for the resignation of Harold Medina. Harold Medina needs to be removed from office, Tim Keller, today. Presiding over that, running interference, acting like you need to fire that man. He wants that job more than anybody. And in my opinion, he's failed. And I think there needs to be real consequences because we know the DA is going to skip out on anything. It's not about penalizing or anything like that, right? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous to me at least at this point that he maintains that job given the number of homicides we have officially 100 128 according to albuquerque raw or 129 excuse me a 
I think that's a fair call, right, Rudy? Well, I wait for this. It has to, you know, because again, if you're if we have these results, that means somebody above that that can control it is not doing their job. And he's the man. The buck must has to stop with him. If not, impeach Mayor Keller. They're endangering our community. We can't even go to a church anymore. The security guard who's supposed to keep the churchgoers safe is the one who gets murdered. That's just a, a level of insanity. We, we've achieved a new low in this city. Here's Los Angeles. A California judge wants more information before granting a teen hit and run driver's request for early release. You remember this video. It's hard to watch. This teen who plowed a stolen car into a mother and baby was serving a five to seven month probation or sentence in probation camp. And during that time so far has been involved in at least 14 fights since being there. One deputy district attorney saying, quote, the reports from his time in probation show that he is not rehabilitated and he shouldn't be released early. Here to react, L.A. County Deputy District Attorney Jonathan Hatami. Jonathan, thanks for being here. The, the crux of this story is that this juvenile is being considered for potentially for early release, even though the sentence is only five to seven months. Could it be possible that even though he's getting in fights in juvie, that he would be released? I mean, the facts, the facts here are crystal clear. George Gascon's policies continue to endanger children, families, and all the resident, residents of Los Angeles County. In this specific case, the wrongdoer in this case stole a vehicle. He was driving under the influence. He purposely ran over yes. a mother and her eight-month-old baby boy, causing both of them to be injured, tire marks on the baby's head and forehead. Not only that, the individual then fled he had, he had an open case uh, in juvenile court uh, to add uh, insult to injury. And then George Gascon did not allow us to charge the DUI. He did not allow us to charge unlawful taking of a vehicle. He didn't even allow us to charge assault with a deadly weapon to wit motor vehicle, which would allow us to have an additional punishment and additional public safety. Instead, he only allowed the charges of two counts of felony assault. And this individual got five to seven months in camp. Uh, what makes matters worse is now this individual looks like he may be released earlier than five months. Thank goodness for the judge that he's looking at this case, because George Gascon can care less about the safety uh, of our children and our families, and he can care less about justice. And, and I hope the viewers of Fox realize that this isn't uh, a, 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 a sole incident. There are many incidents in Los Angeles where George Gascon can care less about children. We've had eight teenagers overdose on fentanyl in Hollywood in the last week. One, a little girl who died. George Gascon cares more about drug dealers than he does about children. We've had a 44% increase in street takeovers. We've had six young people die in the last eight months in street takeovers. And George Gascon doesn't even care about that. So he really does not care about the safety of any children here in Los Angeles County. They could say the same exact thing for Albuquerque, New Mexico. Raul Torres doesn't care about that, doesn't care about putting people away, turns him back out, about to release a man who shot a woman eight times. He's about to get out before Halloween. Oh, and by the way, his brother, Darian Bashir, the man who gunned down the University of New Mexico baseball player. We have a revolving justice system. 
revolving door justice system where we turn these guys back out and back out. Homicides in Los Angeles, the numbers are there. Just a matter of scale. It's such a large city. This is incredible what's happening across this country. People don't feel safe. And it's the policies that are leading the way. He's endangering the residents of Los Angeles, Jonathan Hattemise. It's in the show notes, okay? And what are they doing with anybody who disagrees with Gascon? They fire and remove him. Anybody who challenges them, back in three. negative but i'm not sitting here trying to make you happy i'm just keeping you entertained informed and on top of things so uh the way it is let me read your text we've got a lot to tackle uh in the third hour bottom line is the democrats have offered an alternative and it sucks eddie that is why they are losing that's from duke thanks duke for uh, checking in i haven't heard from you in a little while oh you're correct yes it was red uh let's see Russia writes like Congressman Ron Paul, but does not act on it. Russia and General uh, Hassani on the right in the U.S. has the U.S. fool. My wife, who studied history, saw this firsthand in Poland in the 1980s. It's classic propaganda. Goebbels. You're on fire today, bro. Uh, culture of death. John Paul II wrote about that. The greatest, also Polish. Are you implying midterm elections will be postponed? The October surprise. Infinity Stone Hoarder, Thanos of Titan. Wow, there you go. This is my Marvel guy. Pemex sucks. It's state run. It does. And uh, a few weeks ago, there was an electrical fire at Hoover Dam. Did you guys see that? You pull out all that stuff. Good stuff. Biden. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys are, are good today. The Biden administration and the Democrats may be trying to commit troops before the presidential election. So they have something to run on. Don't see it as far as being far-fetched to these people. Nothing is beneath them. Absolutely. Biden and Obama have always wanted to be military commanders of a war they started from scratch. (laughs) If Russia takes the gloves off, it's game over for the Ukraine and the European Union and us for that matter. Those people are not to be trifled with and the world needs to understand they got old scores to settle. Everyone forgets that the nightmare of the Bolsheviks was brought upon the Russians by Adam Schiff's great-grandfather, so they got scores to settle with America. Wow. And also, the people need to know that the Ukraine is not very fond of us either, for the very same reason the Bolshevik nightmare was brought upon them by funding from the United States. Eddie, we've meddled too much in that region of the world, and I hate to say it, but we deserve what we get. If we ever go back in there, they will turn on us like mad dogs, like hyenas, and we will deserve every last bit of it. German Spiegel just said that Russia sabotaged their pipeline today. So I'm sure dummy Biden is going to have something to say about it if he's going to want to do push-ups with Putin or some other stupidity, other false macho nonsense. Everybody having push-up conscious is the way you pick up high school chicks. (laughs) Biden knows all about picking up high school chicks. Oh, yeah. A lot of that stuff's going around. I don't touch that stuff. Um, I just, it's just, we've, we've got so much content. We already know who he is. We knew who his disgusting son is. Like we know these people, right? Like just to keep repeating it, just cause it sort of puts it out there. And they, they just, they're, they have no shame. 
A dog who has no shame is not a dog that you can teach. Eddie, uh, I am writing a historical novel on World War II in Italy. I have a little bit of knowledge on the subject. It's always interesting to me when media people start screaming about fascism. Me too. Fascism was actually started by a newspaper man. That person was Mussolini. Everything is more dangerous in the world when the U.S. has incompetence at the highest office. Biden is completely incapable of running this country and needs to be impeached ASAP. Could not agree more. Great one, uh, Jamin. Eddie, thank you for our only voice of reason. Without the Kiva, we'd only have a secular Marxist parrot. Would our globalist Washington cabal czar start a war just to maintain the stranglehold in two branches of the government? The answer to that question is absolutely, without question. No doubt about it. And twice on Sunday. Absolutely excellent, excellent show today, Eddie. Georgia Maloney's speech at the World Congress of Family in Verona is amazing. She has the global establishment shaken to their core. Good text uh, all. We've got uh, some other stuff uh, to read uh, next hour before we get to the uh, parents and the glory of all that uh, where it is. So let's just talk about the state of affairs where we are currently at, and it's not good. Take a listen. This morning, Wall Street is bracing for the markets to open after a volatile week for the economy. Mortgage rates rose to 6.3%. That's the highest level since 2008. The Federal Reserve sharply increased interest rates and signaled more is to come. The Dow for its part dropping nearly 500 points on Friday to close at its lowest level since November of 2020. And investors are expecting more pain. Looks like no one is going to be spared here. Let's bring in CNN Chief Business Correspondent Christine Romans. Okay, so we may not be spared. Did you guys hear that? CNN. CNN, they're already announcing the end right there. I don't even have to say anything else. Let's just let's hear, get started at least. But is there is there anything that could be a glimmer of hope in all this? Well, look, I'm calling it a take no prisoners economy. And, and, and the investors. You always have to question whether they're doing a lot of this stuff on purpose because they need to have Biden out and they want us to be responsible for the mess that they created and then wreak havoc for the next two years. Like the, the, all the world's a game. It's a stage to them. Investors, home buyers, car buyers, companies, maybe even workers, no one's spared here for now. And this is in the global fight against inflation, right? Global central banks are jacking up interest rates. And no end in sight there until high inflation is vanquished. The Fed has done it now five times. The Fed chief himself acknowledging the Fed's medicine will be painful, Erica, for everyday Americans, for consumers, for borrowers, even workers. He says, I wish there was a painless way to do that. There simply isn't. Wall Street finally seems to believe him here that more pain is coming. Wall Street fretting this could eventually invite a recession. Brutal stock market losses this year. Bear markets for the S&P 500 and for the NASDAQ. The Dow- here, here you go. They just listen to these numbers. And try to process, if you will. On Friday, closing uh, at the lowest level since November 2020 for the Dow 30. 19.12% down for the year for the Dow, 23% for the S&P 500, 31.36%. And we're talking about gay rights. If you lose a quarter of your income, a third of your income. Now, this is all funny money. Let's, let's be, let's be. Let's be frank about this, okay? This is money that people never got to take advantage of, that they never had, that they invested, that they thought they had, 
But when you think you have money, you behave differently. Oh, look at how much I got on my 401. Oh, my gosh, it looks great. We're good. It looks like we're going to be able to take that trip after all. It looks like we're going to buy a junior or something. This looks like we're going to go ahead and be able to buy that new car, though, that Tesla that we wanted. You know, things like what is going to happen? When you're selling along with everybody else or what happens when you have to sell a home and you don't have the right information, you have no idea where the sale point is now. That's right, folks. That's, that, that's, that's, that's what's going on. That's incredible. Rents are dropping for the first time in two years after climbing to records. Okay. Buying the stock market dip is backfiring as investors keep piling in anyway. And what's happened? Well, they're losing 19 and 22 and 31%. The old strategy, just buy the dip, buy the dip, but nope, not going to work here. Told you this. Instead of rebounding after a trouble tumble, stocks have continued to fall, burning investors who stepped in to buy shares on anything. There's no trust in the market. The 10K reports can't be trusted. Your stock, bro- your stock broker right now is probably just trying to make heads and tails of what's really happening because it's all dependent upon the Fed and the major bankers making sure that they get their money. They're going to get it one way or the other. Well, if it's happening to us, is it also happening to China? Yes, it's happening in China. They've been hitting the skids since 2019 production they're going to have nobody for their goods we certainly aren't going to buy them amazon fedex all the rest of them there's like people aren't buying that stuff like uh we we could only fix our house and buy all the things that we wanted for this time uh during the pandemic and that's about it the high-paced growth area seems to have come to an end for china its economy is cooling due to new constraints well covid and partly changed in development strategy according to the survey by oxford and remember this was an asian tiger What's an Asian tiger? Anything over 5% year over year over year over year, like forever. Their GDP will grow an average of 4.5% over the entire decade. 4.5% for them isn't even good in one year. That tells you right there, made in China, you won't be, you won't be buying anything over there. They probably can't pay enough to ship it over any longer. I just, of course. What about those rents? Remember buying those investment properties and things like that? We're starting to see that cool. That's a good thing. There's an upside to this, okay? And the upside is, well, if you happen to be in a good place and the music is stopped, you might as well settle in. And I'm going to talk about underwater mortgages. I'm going to talk about the real estate game and what you need to understand because there is not going to be an exit strategy. Nobody is going to be building equity. Folks, the party is officially over. Not everybody who buys is going to win. We're going to talk about the number of markets that are down and the current state of affairs and what is going on through 23 and beyond. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back in three here in the Kiva. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. We're up to date. Let's dive back into The Rock of Talk. 
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for the third hour. I'm Eddie Uragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. You can find us on uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Stitcher SoundCloud, Spotify, and Audible. If you're podcasting, you can also subscribe to rockoftalk.chat for free for now. And uh, you can go to rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And uh, Rudy Grande is uh, checking out for the day. Drive safe, Rudy. Hopefully you'll Follow your own traffic report and it will guide you safely home. Left lane when I approach that land area. There it is. All right. So you're going to get that. And uh, Rudy's been doing radio for 48 years, ladies and gentlemen. So that's a long time and uh, things are things are going well right now. Uh, people have their attention on radio. Uh, they want some uh, news source that's trustworthy. You know, longevity, amount of time in the market, like all these types of things that uh, are good and that are important. And uh, especially during this time, I feel like such a seminal point seminal time and i think rudy you're starting to feel that uh from today's broadcast from what you what, what you've heard i mean let's just let's just count it down uh shall we it's kind of a, a kind of a rough show but there's some good news and some bad news all around italy getting it right right yep. and uh, oh to the far right uh georgia maloney you heard her speech and i reiterated it in english uh, Putin, him in a corner, we covered, uh, well, Putin's committed to winning, uh, and he's going to follow through. And, uh, we have now moved into DEFCON 2 unofficially, uh, and then, uh, burning the midnight oil, uh, many of these oil places, uh, on fire hour two, uh, LA dodging crime. No, not really. He's got the guest gone and, and an update on that guest gone. He actually, uh, Rudy was telling me about it. And, uh, let me just say, uh, he fired two senior prosecutors. Gascon, the L.A. District Attorney, known for high-profile and complex murder cases that drew international attention um, because he was retaliating against them. That's right. He didn't like what he they were they were saying about him publicly. So, uh, you know, evil has a way of trying to hold on to power. Right? It's got a need to control every, every nook, cranny, you know, decide all the outcomes. That, that's really what evil is, right? Knowing all the outcomes before they even happen. Um, Talked about rents dropping. We talked about the interest rates, where we're at as far as we're going to get into credit, and this isn't going to be pretty. It's not 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 much better, and it's not just us. It's also them. China, uh, 4.5% projected growth for the next 10 years. Nothing spells recession maybe more than that stat if you know anything about the history of uh, China. So let's move into hour three here and talk about some stats. We got to dump all the stats on you uh, real quick, and you're welcome to go ahead and call in. I'll be getting to the uh, various uh, people who sent in their very thoughtful responses to, and let me let me read these, uh, if I could, uh, the, these questions. You, you're probably going to like them. <laughs> if you've been a fan of the show for a long time, you're definitely going to like my questions. Uh, they were meant to, to floor you, and uh, they did. This went out of the blast uh, this morning. And uh, these were the questions at the very end. I almost feel like they were something I should have put at the very top. Albuquerque has officially crossed 100 murders on pace to break the record of 2021. One of the latest is the murder of a 61-year-old Christian guard at Calvary Chapel on Friday. Local news is suppressing the story. Does the governor and the mayor care about church killing? I'd say no. Will there be protests from Calvary Chapel members? Of course not. Good Christian people over there will be lamenting and. I heard Skip Heitzig try to talk to his, his fellowship there. 
and his congregation that was there, and he did a great job during a very difficult time, and that's a lot for a man to handle. I'm not a big fan of Skip at all because he took shots at Smotherman as far as I'm concerned, but now we're all just one community, and if that can happen there, it's, it could definitely happen over at Legacy. Will there be any protests from Calvary Chapel members? Number two, Daniel Ivy Soto was hitting on a lesbian. Is that sexual harassment? You don't prefer the same thing, right? Is noting someone's sexual preference harassment? If you don't acknowledge it? Is that some form of sexual harassment? Will it eventually be? I could just see that being the new speaker, right? That'll, that'll be the way it goes. Oh, <laughs> he didn't acknowledge my sexuality. He discriminated against me. Well, for what? Didn't let you get ahead in line? Does anybody hold the door open for a woman anymore? What is a woman? What is a man? Three, should Alec Baldwin be in prison? Will he ever be indicted? Uh, he should be in prison. He will never be indicted. He'll find a way out. Good responses from our crew. Number four, Arizona may be able to prosecute doctors for performing abortions. Hey, look, if you're going to hold them harmless and force them into do it, then I think you should be able to prosecute them in other states for doing it, right? Six, one half dozen, the other. Total 180 from each other. You understand and follow what I'm saying. Isn't this a good thing? I think it's a good thing, right? We were never going to live in a state like that. Should doctors be prosecuted for giving COVID shots? Uh-huh, I think so. They know it's lethal. They've read the signs. We trust them. They read JAMA, HAMA, MAMA. They read all the medical journals out there. Oh, I'm a member of this society and that society. And you should trust me. I'm a credentialed and whatever. Prosecuted for COVID shots. Idiots. And five, did Italy just top your list of places to go after the results of their election? Absolutely. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. To get to uh, the answers uh, from the people who answered uh, this morning. I may not get to the whole show, uh, but I did leave all the notes for you so you can sort of uh, uh, pile through it, uh, if you will. So hopefully that uh, you'll be able to do some of that uh, on your own and share some of that information uh, as well. So talk about the housing market. We know where the mortgage rates are. We know that there's problems in the economy. We know where the stock market is right now. We're now in bear territory. Uh, we've not lost 19, 22, and 31% in the three different markets. 19.2 in the Dow, 22 point whatever in the S&P, and then 31% in the NASDAQ. Fed Reserve Bank of New York. Let's go in order here, folks. The Center for Microeconomic Data. Oh, I see this and I just get excited. Why? Those behaviors of the household. What are they doing with the little bit of money that they have? Non-housing debt, meaning non-housing debt, is currently at $4.45 trillion. Trillion. That's bigger than the United States government budget. Housing debt at $11.71 trillion. The end of second quarter. That is the highest it has ever been. Put the two together, and you're over $16 trillion, ladies and gentlemen. That is one half of the total national debt of this country that will never be recovered. What's it all mean? Very bad. Not only will we not be able to recover, but it's going to have this crushing impact on the economy if we don't start shoring that stuff up very immediately. Remember, the average uh, interest rate on any credit card right now is somewhere between like 18 to 19%. Can you afford one and a half, two 2% a month on your money? 
That's kind of crazy, right? Like you spent it and like, well, that's okay. You can charge me another uh, two cents for every dollar I spent. Well, what planet does that work on? Two bucks for every hundred bucks? 20 bucks for every thousand bucks? hundred bucks for every five? That doesn't make sense. Why? Why would, you, why would you pay? Why would you pay any of that? We'll pick it up there when we return on the total debt uh, that's out there and what it means for the economy. debt and credit it's a lot it's crushing right so they're not going to be able to lend out anymore and there's going to be pullback and constraints we've talked about the swaps with greg zanetti you know the overnights and how there's not enough money that's really out there because none of it's getting back so it turns into fiat and it's you know really funny money at that point right that's what our currency is it's fiat not real currency not real value excuse me it is currency but not real value so it started kind of piling through this because we have to brace, right? Brace for impact, you know, put on the mask, put your own mask on first then put on the mask of your kids, right? We got to brace for impact through all of this. How are we going to handle that? How are we going to do that? Do we know where we're at? You have to start assessing, you know, like what take inventory of, of, of and things are relative, right? It's not something that's like you're going to get and nail it perfect. But if you're, you're, you're sort of like, you know, horseshoes, you can kind of get it right. You can still pull it out. So let, let's try for that. Let's understand our current situation, where you're going, you know, and you have to sort of, you know, take, take stock of your underwater mortgage that's coming, okay? Because that's coming and you've got, to, you've got to deal with that. So why don't we start there? It's our largest purchase. I love Dave Ramsey. He is uh, coming back to the station, ladies and gentlemen, just in time. <laughs> Did the whole thing. Probably one of the best courses of my entire life, right? The, the snowball, right? Buying houses, buying cars. Like Dave Ramsey talked me out of ever buying a car again. Literally. I was just like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> so I had this car, this car, school loans. We had this, we had this giant mortgage. And he was like, buy a $500 car. After you're done with it, trade it up for 1000 Then 1000 2000 2000 That's the way you buy cars. I'm like, that makes all the sense in the world, Dave. So what's an underwater mortgage? You will see them now, okay? Even if you didn't get it at anything, you're gonna have a mortgage that's worth more than the current value of the property. Don't panic, don't panic. Things are cool, we're fine. You're gonna be fine, okay? He writes, if you bought a house two years ago, you owe 200 grand on your mortgage, everything was fine until the home value started trending down in your area, now your home that you still owe is 200,000 and it's worth 185. It's probably worth a million dollars to you. Think of it that way, okay? So if your mortgage is $15,000 more than your home's value because you're more than your home is worth, your mortgage is considered, quote, unquote, underwater, okay? So now you're underwater. The whole, every, don't worry, you're not alone. Everyone's in the same situation. Okay? That's, that's what will happen. I'm not saying, I don't know when that's going to happen. For Albuquerque, we're, we're protected. We're very level. A lot of government, a lot of G money out there, right? A lot of government cheese just coming in and it's going to keep things frothy for a while. The, you know, governor's just printing out money for this program and film and more schools and, 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 and students. And boy, we're just swimming in money. I mean, it's $27 billion. What am I going to do a lot of money? So what do you want to do? He says, uh, how much do you own your mortgage? Find out how much your home is worth. 
subtract the amount from your home's current value and determine that you're underwater. Here's what you do. Stay in your home and work to build more equity. You found your forever home. You have a, you have a, for those of you who bought over the last three to four years, okay? If you bought over the last three to four years and you have a sub 4% mortgage rate, you're, you're amazing. Even if you, if you bought at the beginning of that cycle, in 18 or 19, you're, you're a made man. You're good. Chill, chill. You're good. You're good. If you bought an 18 or 19, you're good. Okay. 20. I don't know. We got a big jump. 21. Whoa. We, we hold on, hold on tight. Okay. You're going to, you're going to have to take a couple of chill pills. Okay. Cause you're not going to see that your equity is going to go first. If you even have any, we don't know where they're at. We don't know where things are transacting right now. It's, 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 it's gone down tremendously, right? Not in actuality, but in across the country, by the way, when I'm speaking. So I don't want anybody to say I'm down on the real estate market yet. There's strategies. You guys are lucky. Back in 2007, 2008, because of that G-line, that money being circulated, you had a buffer. It happened in New Mexico. Two years after it happened everywhere else, I was in the middle of it. I was at the, the tip of the spear. I was in Las Vegas, Nevada. People are jumping off buildings, stated income stuff. I don't have the money to pay. I don't know what to do. I'm going to disappear. You can't disappear. They find you. Okay. I'm going to give it all back to the bank. I'm going to have to go ahead. It was a mess. You literally have people. We went from 3% vacancy rate to 16% vacancy rate. You have people who had all sorts of money living in ditches in three months. I'm not kidding. That was a real thing. Yeah, MGM was going to build the rest of it. They couldn't build it. They had to wait for the Saudis to bail them out. Made their deal, gave them $4 billion, and the rest of City Center was built. Three quarters of it, I should say. So you can stay in your home and will to build more equity. Of the other options that are available, four more of them. Guess what? Guess what happened? They all disappeared. The other four mortgages aren't going to work. The other four strategies and Dave Ramsey, you ain't going to be able to Dave Ramsey your ass out of this. Sorry to say, it ain't going to happen. So you're going to stay in your house and you're going to figure out ways to make it work. I don't know. Whatever. Option two, refinance your mortgage. How are you going to do that if it's increasing or where it's at? It's not going to happen. Option three, sell your house and use your savings to pay the amount sold. It would be, it'd be t difficult to sell your house unless you actually had somebody who knew what they were doing. There's going to be people who are going to be, and this is for the next two years, you're going to be able to sell a bunch of homes, okay? Because people are going to try and kind of run, oh, I can get this at a better, you're going to find cash buyer, cash buy, cash is, cash is king. You made money, stored it up, boy. Hmm, I'm going to just stroke my uh, beard here and just wait to see what pops up. This would be a great time to get with Tigo and Tracy. Really, I need to start tracking. I need daily, weekly updates. I need to know what's going on on the market. If one, one, I need to pounce when I'm ready to go because I, I want the how you're going to be able to pick. Wow. Sell your home through a short sale process. I don't know anything about that. Foreclose on your home. There it is. Declare bankruptcy. Whoa. The other five. Do you see what I'm saying here? You ain't going to be able to Ramsey your ass out of this. Debt is there. You got caught. Be happy. You have the home where you're at. Be happy. You already revamped the kitchen. You got everything. Just settle in. Get real comfy for a while. Okay? Put the gun turrets up. 
put the giant rod iron face, go a la sack, uh, Scarface, Tony Montana style, and say, hey, this is, hey, I'm not going to do any imitations. Just, there's too much to get to. All right. <clears throat> Housing market correction. Here's what experts think is ahead for the real estate market. All right, let's go to the experts. We'll actually go to the actual experts in the USA today. Popcorn for your mind. But they do have uh, the people who are commenting on this, right? 30-year fixed mortgage interest rates have spiked from 3.2 to 6.38. Cooling a red-hot housing market. Will U.S. home prices drop? Zandi, chief uh, economist from Moody's, expects a year-over-year home price growth to bottom out from 20 to 0% by this time next year. By this time next year. Okay? You've been prepared. You've been warned. You got a year after that. He said there are now 210 out of the top 400 housing markets across the country that significantly overvalued or overvalued by more than 25%. 25%. Opportunity abounds, folks. A COVID hangover? No, 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 no. Lawrence Young, what do you say? Housing inventory will remain tight in the coming months and even for the next couple of years. That's good for you who own a home. You're going to keep some value in there, right? That's good. All right, so let's go. Uh, they said that, that number. Will Albuquerque be impacted? No. Not for a while, okay? It'll take longer for that to get here. 210 markets are now overvalued. Can't get into this uh, from Fortune. But there it is. So you got the numbers. You know what we're looking at. You know how this goes. Consider yourself warned. And take it easy. If you like the house that you're in, you got a low interest rate, be happy about it. Me, I'm going to sit there and look and wait and bide my time. Figure out where to go, what to do. I feel like sometimes the best action is no action. Wait for it all to come together. We got to start talking about more about houses and babies and how the Republicans have the advantage and they are the party of the future going forward. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, states with the highest, lowest debt to income ratio. I'm going to give you some good news. Okay. It's, it's false, but it, it's good news. Okay. New Mexico is actually number one, at least according to um, Credit Karma. Lowest debt-to-income ratio, 0.58. Apparently, Utah is the highest at 1.71. They got all sorts of debt. Now, when you have a lot of debt, you have a lot of credit, right? You're just really good at paying it off. We like to lend you money because you always pay on time, like to the minute. He always pays at 11.53 p.m. on a Tuesday on the 23rd, you know, I mean, on the 23rd day, when uh, the day before his, his uh, thing is due, his bill is due. They're just going to keep giving those people more and more credit. We have a credit rescue show that's on here all the time talking about credit, credit, credit. We've learned these things. U.S. states with the most and least least debt. Apparently, New Mexico has the least debt. Well, why are we so poor? I think that's the most popular thing to Google for New Mexico. Why, uh, why is New Mexico? And then the, the most noted word after why is New Mexico? And it says so poor. Well, the average debt, total debt per capita for New Mexico is 42000 Things are also, it's very affordable, very easy to live here. 
And in California, it's an average of almost twice that, 78,000. Washington State, 75,000. Colorado to the north of us, 82,000. Wow, $82,000 in debt? What do you do? So there it is, Utah, 1.38, uh, excuse me, I got that debt wrong, 1.38 debt to income ratio. Washington, D.C. at 1.14, which states have the least. Number one, final in a category. But I go to look at this, and I'm like, I can't believe this. And I had to back this up. So I went to an Experian report of whom I trust. I'll give you that data when we return here in the Kiva. It's something that you guys uh, need to hear because it's unrealistic from Credit Karma. Don't trust it from there. Back in three, you and me here in the Kiva. Okay, so they threw out this number in the Credit Karma, and they said a personal per capita income in New Mexico. You want to know what number they put in? And every one of you on the face of it will, will, will say like, oh, my gosh, but they must think we're rich. $74,472 or total debt per capita, $42,000. Well, of course we're going to have the, 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 the lowest debt to income ratio. That's totally false. It's like half that. In fact, if you go and you look at the last 12 months per capita income in the past 12 months in 2020 dollars, $27,945. Is New Mexico a wealthy state? No. We have one of the highest poverty rates in the country. It's a cheap place to live. The poor state raking among the lowest in the country for per capita income. We don't have $74,000. How come someone couldn't call that out? Does Tim Keller or Michelle Lujan Grisham just sending in state employees' average salaries? That's about what they make. Many of them don't have degrees. It's who you know. It's not what you know. <laughs> I don't even know what a school is. No. Just give me the hookup. I want a job over there with my cousins. 49th nationally. You know where they took this stuff out? They found this income. I had to find and look for this. <laughs> In the Carlsbad Current Argus, which is the New Mexico Progress, putting out this information. What? 73000 They took the figure, the average figure of Los Alamos County because it was the first one list. I'm not making this up, folks. Go verify it. It's right there. 43,125. We're a one-to-one ratio. We have as much debt as we make in one year. That would put us roughly in the middle of the pack. All right, let's get out of the politics and let's get back to uh, homework. Get back to basics. Let's uh, start drilling down on the numbers, getting uh, more comfortable. Because it's going to get very uncomfortable. We have a lot of immigration coming here, not any jobs. Okay, that's going to depress wages, regardless of whatever you stick stick the minimum wage, because the restaurant guy is going to try and skirt around things because Michelle Lujan Grisham has screwed him and he's going to pay somebody cash wherever he possibly can. So he can just feed his family on his restaurant. He's probably cooking, cleaning the dishes and has three people he's helping out and probably helping out on rent so he can make things work. Right. Oh, and he makes the best. I don't know. Burrito, chimichanga. Um, I don't know, Italian, I don't know, whatever he makes, okay? 
Well, when that immigration starts coming in, these people are looking for a place to go, and then they make roots here. Something, something kind of happens in New Mexico, okay? These people declare. They become dependent upon the government. And they still maintain many people. You know it to be true. Many people. What do they do? They lie about their income. They push it out there. And they say, okay, I'm not making anything. Human services, I need Section 8, I need this, that. And be, all the while, they're getting paid cash. There's people who sell EBT cards. They, like, pile it up. $1,400, $1,800. There's a whole article about this stuff. Makes no sense to me that that money is going to be circulating in that black economy, the underground economy. It's never going to touch us the light of day. Many people live hand to mouth exactly that way. They find themselves in trouble exactly that way. Oh, I got $200. I got this. I got that. Well, okay. <laughs> Glad you feel rich uh, for today. But many people, when they feel good, start families. They start creating families. And there's good and bad. But New Mexico has sort of the dubious honor of being number one in something again. And it's, I think, a curse that holds a lot of family down. They cannot feel economically empowered. One, there's no jobs. Two, if they do get a job, you know, it's very dependent. It's better, it's easier to make more money by getting paid from the government, right? Being dependent. And what's really curious, like when you start looking at these numbers, why these families are so big and how they're able to get so big on almost nothing. Live on nothing. Yes, New Mexico has the dubious distinction of being the 14th largest family size, at largest average family size in the entire country and the number one liberal state. Because all the rest of the top states, guess who's making babies? People who can afford it. People who aren't dependent upon the government. That tells you right there why these people say the land of entrapment, because they're dependent upon the money that's coming from the government. And when the government doesn't create the atmosphere to create the private sector jobs to grow the economy, the government teat increases. And the drag on the economy also increases. And private businesses don't want to relocate here. You don't need a degree to get a check at the top of the month or work for cash or run end, odd end jobs or be addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything else and still wait for the check at the beginning of the month. Like this is a way of life. Republicans have more kids than Democrats, a lot more kids. Republicans reproduce. That's right, folks. If you look at the actual map, it's kind of incredible. Red states have the most children per capita. Every single one of them. It's kind of amazing. Texas, four per capita. Fourth. Utah, first. Mormon family. They got eight kids. Six kids. Jackson. J-A-X-X-O-O-N. <laughs> Idaho, third. Wyoming, sixth. South Dakota, fifth. Nebraska, seventh. Flyover country, right? All those areas. Missouri, 18, Arkansas, 16, Tennessee, 36, Alabama, 32. Now Mississippi's flipped from blue to red. The Republican state, 11th, large families. All the dependent states, all the welfare, can we get something from the government? 
Well, here you go. Here's the uh, per capita children. Ranking 40th, coming in at number 40. Totally different than culture than New Mexico is. Is Oregon, a state that we almost share every single policy with. They really love their independence. They really love their Portlandia. They really love their woke granola ways, right? That's, that's what they love. Illinois, 28. New York, 42. I don't want any kids in New Hampshire. No violent crime. Just people just waiting for the check. Living their life. I misspoke. Not waiting for the check. Living their life independently without, currently without children. Empty nesters. Liberals tend to be concentrated, here's their excuse, in cramped city apartments that are more likely to get abortions. Not in New Mexico, unless you're coming here from some other state, apparently. Because those babies mean money. They don't mean responsibility. That's the responsibility of the state. I just make them, as long as I vote the right way, we can keep getting the same things. Like, this is the culture. Can New Mexico flip red? Well, yeah, if we were to focus on a way to get those people empowered, those big families, and say, hey, you know what, you can get a job and build a life and live here, and housing is affordable, and cars, well, yeah, well, affordability is certainly there. But the government keeps businesses out. Otherwise, just with these numbers, the next closest one in line, this is absolutely fascinating to me. Every single liberal state, you know the next liberal state that's even close to a number of, with us is Illinois. Twice. No, excuse me, California, nearly twice our number at 22, then Illinois at 28. You'll have to look at the notes to understand what I'm talking about, I think, 100% with 100% clarity, okay? Insert another article from UCSD. The article talking about the Trump baby bump. You're going to have more Republicans. They're producing, they're growing, they're prosperous. They own homes, they own neighborhoods, they're, they're, they're participating in civic life, in corporate life. They're going outside, they're not masking, they're not vaccine. Mm-hmm. The no vaccine, having children, some reasons to be optimistic in about a next generation, right? We can go back to a book called uh, Freakonomics, right? Why was crime low? And it's one of the best examples that's out there. It's, it's infamous at this point, right? It's been said so much that the, the statistic and the takeaway from Stephen Levitt, who's, a, who's an amazing guy, by the way. You got a, a Freakonomics and then Super Freakonomics. Both are, both are great. I don't know that they did anything after that. A little bit of a Malcolm Gladwell-y type of deal. You know, the outliers, if anybody's ever read that or, or Blink. Okay. Just they're quick books, good, good study. You can, you can read them over and over again if you'd like. And, and, and trust me, better to listen to them on Audible. Just I, I think it is. You get the concepts a little bit better than if you're sitting there reading. You get a little tired and you're just, well, I'm going to stop here. The book just keeps going. Sometimes you can just leave the earphones on and just breeze right through it. But the example that Stephen Levitt gives is a fascinating one. Why did crime drop in South Central Los Angeles during the early 1990s? And he did a comparative data extraction of all this, right? The answer was simple. Roe versus Wade. They allowed abortions to happen. Once that happened, where did abortions happen most frequently? In the inner cities, unwanted pregnancy, fatherless homes. 72%. Let's not forget, folks. Very infamous thing for me, right? Oh, he's a terrible man. 
how could you say that? Well, there's a whole movie about it. And by the way, all the stats back it up. I actually uh, underestimated at 71%. There is a future for Republicans. There's a future for the anti-slave party. The party of Lincoln. And that future is coming. Just not today. It may be in the same house that uh, you got at a 2% mortgage 20 years ago that you'll have paid off and everybody will be able to go ahead and inherit, right? In your family, because you just keep growing it. See? Be optimistic. It's all not gloom and doom. Back in three. Thanks for listening. I miss Rudy. I left the traffic in there. I don't know how the traffic is, but I'm not going to worry about it. How about that? We'll just uh, let that go. I miss you, Rudy. He'll <laughs> be back. He just does the uh, first uh, break until 6 o'clock. So didn't expect that to pop through, but, but it did. And there you go. So Okay, so uh, let's wrap the show with uh, the people who have been jumping into rockoftalk.chat. Um, we will uh, read their answers to my questions of the day. And uh, I think that will be a pretty good thing. The lunch break uh, was woke goes for broke. CEOs no longer care about their bottom line. They care about the virtue signaling ESG uh, and whatever you think is the best segment of the show. Uh, I will consider that for the lunch break tomorrow. So if you want to text in your favorite part of today's show, uh, you can do so. And uh, you, um, I don't know, I'll probably, I'll probably come up with something. I'm always coming up with things, right? You know, that's just kind of what I do. Uh, so, um, you'll get the, uh, the blast, you know, in the morning and you get the, the, the lunch break at noon and then you get the preview at, you know, right before the show about four o'clock roughly. Okay. So we put that out there. So you wait and then remind you to, to watch and listen and whatever way that you consume that. All right. So the daily blast came out and, uh, we had Van, uh, who checked in. We also had, uh, Steve he is got a lot to say folks he's he's he says a lot we got uh 12 12 comments today van steve let's see what else what, what else we got here um see uh steve glenn checked in uh we also have we're gonna take care of these and julie uh julie hogan and duke the duke got in so here we go we're gonna go right from the top and I might carry right through the top of the hour because these people took the time to write. And if you take the time to write and put these in on the questions, which um, I'm going to read what the questions are. Let me, let me, I gotta, I gotta get this right. It's my first time doing this. Okay. Gotta, gotta get going. If you guys uh, jump in, here we go. Here we go. Come on, Eddie. Today's a good day. Finality is always a good thing, right? when you come to conclusions and you've got enough things right and you're the reveal is coming in, I, I, I always, I always like that. Whether it's good or bad, like that's a good thing. God has ways of showing things. Right? Okay. Whoa. Where'd you go? All right. Here's the daily blast. Here is, sorry for that. Oh, very unprofessional. Okay. <clears throat> Albuquerque has officially crossed a hundred murders on pace to break the record of 2021, one of the latest is the murder of a 61-year-old Christian guard at Calvary Chapel on Friday. So sorry for your loss. The Bourne family. Please keep them in your prayers. Local news is suppressing the story. Does the governor and the mayor care about church killings? Will there be protests from Calvary Chapel members? 
Steve uh, uh, Van checks in. The murder of the Calvary Chapel security guard should entice everyone against crime to protest peacefully. Of course, the media doesn't care about a Christian being murdered or a crime against the church. Look at who runs our state, Governor Wuhan Grisham. He was savagely murdered by a criminal that has either had his cases dropped or not given the correct amount of correction. My bet is he will be let out on no bail or very little bail after such a heinous crime. If Christians don't stand up and demand justice for this man peacefully, that we are no better than the criminal himself. And why hasn't the governor spoken out of our timid little soft mayor or a timid little soft mayor? He's also part of the problem. And now our DA is running for AG. Hashtag we are so screwed. Thank you, Van. Appreciate that. Um, Steve, you did not write one for that. So he was writing about Russ, but I will definitely get to, to that. Man, he is a writer. Oh, boy. Julie checks in. Instead of protest, erect large display of Ten Commandments. I like that. Highlight thou shall not kill with a picture of 100 Albuquerque Hamlet. Wow, Julie. That is great work. I, I love your head. Uh, work to have Ten Commandments display at all courthouses, jails, and prisons. Next to a post, if you followed these 10 ideas, you probably wouldn't be here today. My gosh. Woo! Out of the park. Out of the park. That was just a beautiful message. Uh, Duke checks in. I really think that most of the murderers here in Albuquerque get crappy news coverage. It is. That, that is true. I would agree with that. It is almost like they are pretending it is not a problem when it clearly is. Officially 100 murders. I think the number is much higher. Well, ABQ Raw has it at a 128. 128. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I believe more of their stuff. They're sort of tenacious when it comes to following that stuff. They like following wherever it's going, however they're doing it. I didn't get a scanner, so we can't really do it. And so we, we used their stuff last week. Thank you. AB, ABQ Raw. <clears throat> Number two, Daniel Ivy Soda was hitting on a lesbian. Is that sexual harassment? This is a real question. I, 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 yes. Is, not, is noting someone's sexual preference harassment? Fair question. He's a serial harasser, sexual or not, and it was hidden from the public for years. Why did it take this long? Oh, I forgot. Look at who's in charge of the state. She's too busy having her parties and slamming Mark Ronchetti for just being a weatherman and not knowing anything. Who knows nothing? Wuhan Grisham knows nothing. At least that's what she says. She is evil. Man, that's a good one. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. I think I agree. Here, here. Thanks for that. Uh, Julie checks in. Number two. Don't know either party. If 20 years ago, Mimi Stewart was able to work past her drunk driving arrest, and she's getting checked in, by the way. This guy should be able to work past a behavior a woman finds offensive. I like the way Julie thinks. She's a really solid thinker. And, and, and aesthetic and short, you know, like that. Uh, by the way, I write these out the same way I wrote my answers for mayor. Everything was five points. Did you notice five, 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 five? <laughs> oh, you think you're so clever, Eddie. You're really not that clever. Uh, Duke says, any unwanted advance in... Any unwanted advance, it can certainly be harassment if it's going on in the workplace environment or not. If there are multiple incidents with other colleagues or individuals outside the workforce, then it is predatory in my view. I agree. I think, I think it's super simple. I don't even think you should be able to mention the word sex in an in, uh, employee-employer relationship. That's, that's how important I think that. that in, will that dignity ever come back? There's no way. Oh, I'm having my coming out party. 
I'm bringing some cake for everybody. It's we're going to go and we're going to have drag shows and every- harassment. Seriously, just that being around me is like, I'm going to HR. We got to, we, I, I don't care about what you're doing, bro. You're a nice guy. You, you know, colorful. About the best thing I could say. I mean, you like that. All right. <clears throat> Three. Should Alec Baldwin be put in prison? Will he ever be indicted? Now, Steve's got a long response for this one. So we will read his. He will never go to prison, Van says. No one goes to prison anymore. And didn't the governor just approve funding for a college in Santa Fe to teach movie making? She has her hands in this too, and it will never happen. We're going to spend almost $700,000 prosecuting this group of people. It will never be adjudicated properly or fairly. How are they even going to find a jury? What about justice for the, for the family and the victim and the child left behind? Why does Alec Baldwin matter? Should Alec Baldwin be in prison? Will he ever be invited? He should. Many should. But he's a far-left extremist, Steve writes, and a psychotic and a hero for playing Trump on SNL, which added to the hate MAGA narrative. Democrats weren't focused on getting Americans to like Biden. They're only focused on getting Americans to hate Trump. SC opened any news website, and Trump is the lead article two or three down. At the same time, Biden is continuing what Obama did which is to follow the Schultz plan. I hear nothing. I see nothing. I know nothing, nothing. How can you attack nothing while the mainstream media won't cover nothing? Being that New Mexico's justice system is run by Democrats, they never go on after their own. Notice that all the focus is on Russ crew and not on Baldwin. The DA asking for more funds or the investigators, Democrats too. I must add that there are stories out there that say Baldwin and the woman were together the night before. Did Baldwin hit on her and more? And she was going to confront him about it in front of the other man and use that opportunity pre-planned as a loaded gun with real bullets and then shot her before she revealed what happened. Ooh, Steve, I think you wrote it up, buddy. That's good. I took her, my friend's son to be at the gunslingers and the crew passed around a pistol and a shotgun all in the set, including me to verify the guns were not loaded. After lunch, the same verification. How could a loaded with real bullets be on the rust set? Did Baldwin take an opportunity? to load the gun that he was going to use without anyone seeing it. And after the girl put it on the table, if the production used real guns and real bullets in previous scenes, wouldn't they warn everyone on the set not to touch any weapon until they were ready for the take? Who would trust a live gun on the set when one touch of the trigger could result in death? Since I've been on several sets, including as an extra, the cameraman shoots from many different angles. When it's time for the shooting of a gun, then you take the precautions. There is only one camera on the set and every different angle. It takes up to two hours to reset that gun. So the shooting angle scene, they prepare for real bullets, even though I've never heard of real bullets ever being used. When real bullets hit cars and put a hole in it, maybe then it should be controlled. You Maybe, maybe then, but it's controlled. In the end, I hope he is charged. But we're not charging him because it was an accident. And besides, he and his wife just had their seventh child. Those children need their daddy. Oh, wow. Wow. Steve, you're great, man. Thank you. That was, that was really good. <sighs> Julie says, Alec Baldwin's dad served in the Marines, was an expert marksman, then became the high school teacher who ran a high school shooting range. Why this is not reported every time the Rust story appears makes me wonder about today's journalism, Eddie. Alec Baldwin, the actor, was producer and ultimately responsible for set safety. Held accountable? Yes. Prison? That's for a jury trial, not me. Wow. Julie, that's a, another good answer. He didn't check the gun to see if it was loaded, and the FBI said he had to pull the trigger. That interview where he claimed, this is from Duke, he didn't pull the trigger will haunt him. He was either not consulting with his lawyer before the interview or he had bad counseling. 
One thing I do know is that any one of us would be looking at serious legal and civil trouble. That's from Duke. Good stuff, guys. Arizona, number four, may be able to prosecute doctors for performing abortions. Isn't this a good thing? Should doctors be prosecuted for giving COVID shots? Let's see. We're going to uh, blast through the top of the hour. Sorry. Uh, if you're waiting for the top of the hour news, it's probably the same as the previous one. So we're good. We can, uh, these people took the time. These listeners took the time to write it. So we'll go ahead and do it. Doctors will not be prosecuted for giving the COVID shot. They were doing what they were manipulated and believing was best for everyone, says Van. Just like the case for abortion doctors. I don't think Arizona will be able to do that either. It will be overturned probably by the Supreme Court. They did not get enough signatures. Turns out they did not get enough signatures. That's all a lie. It's fabrication. All right. <clears throat> Been amazing to watch the news suddenly no longer uh, cover abortion, but it's abortion care. How the original Roe fetus actually became a living human being, reported for a minute, and then disappeared from the Atlantic. The original Roe was not a good candidate for the lawsuit. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg thought it was a bad decision. Mainstream media won't talk that. This is from Julie Hogan. It's really about states' rights versus federal rights. Prosecuting doctors for abortion? No, because we don't need a witch hunt. We, we need health care. Prosecute doctors for COVID shot? No. But prosecute media and docs for medical malpractice? Yes. Wow. I, I agree with abortion ban, uh, Eddie. This is from Duke. If the state votes for it, I don't think anybody should be required to get a COVID shot if they don't want one. A colleague of mine on Friday had a client call in looking for a lower cost supplemental plan. The guy has to qualify medically and now has a heart condition due to the vaccine, according to the doctor, who thought that this is what was from. Guy never had any heart issues previously and was quite upset. He won't qualify medically due to the heart condition he currently has. He says he is going to sue someone, but you can't sue the drug companies. They have immunity. That is true. I think it's still 75 years is what it's supposed to, supposed to be something like that or maybe permanently i'm just remembering oh yeah when the the the, the actual studies or the ingredients are, are released five did italy just top your list of places to go after the results of their election <laughs> van says good for italy i don't like looking at the dark side of things but it concerns me a little bit because italy is so riddled with crime and a population of a group of people that want to kill the infidel i don't think in the long run, they will have a lot of success in turning things around. I'm not going to travel right now to any foreign country. I don't even trust my own to be safe. Wow. Ugh. And this is additional. And what's up with the ridiculous schedule for the days between Wuhan and Mark? Recorded ahead of time and not being released until late this month and into October when the ballots have already gone with the absentee voting. Yep. It's all controlled. Mark's, here's what's going to happen on the debates. Mark's going to win. He's going to have maximum impact. He's going to pull him, pull him in. And then Michelle Lujan Grisham is going to find something to drop the hammer. So this is why your push through, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think Mark Ronchetti will destroy her in the debates. I really do. Because she has such a record to be on the defensive on. And here's, here's the brilliance of it. Mark doesn't have a, a record. I, I know that doesn't seem like that would be a good thing, maybe, for some of you. Oh, no experience. No, I think quite the opposite. What are you going to attack Mark on? Anything she decides to attack Mark on, She's going to come across as this bitty, mean, you know, horrible person. So we can only pray that it's going to work out for Mark Ronchetti. Pray for Mark Ronchetti, by the way, folks. I hope you guys do that. Um, Mark's a good dude. I sat down to lunch with him uh, once, and I've talked to him a few times. Let's see. No travel planning except with our sweet family, Julie says. Cheers for the newly elected Italian premier. She's smart. Best wishes. Waiting for the EU lady to bring out her tool she used on Hungary and Poland. <laughs> There you go. Did Italy just top your list of places to go after the results of their election? Yes, it did. I'd love to go to, you know, Europe. I've never been to Europe. Yeah, I've read so much about it, European history. 
I, mean, I don't think I would travel to Italy, but I'm very happy about the outcome of the election. I guess eventually people do get sick of illegal aliens. Wow. Thanks, everybody. So if you want your comments to come through, I will read them in the last segment to wrap up the uh, show. Eddie, I don't feel sorry for the hedge funds that bought a whole bunch of property in New Mexico. They jacked up the prices, now getting huge rents for the homes. I hope they can't sell them anytime soon. They won't be able to. Glad you said that. Uh, let's see. A murder Mike says, I'll have the assorted details on the Calvary homicide. And yes, I always hold the door open for a woman. Murder Mike. As long as it's a genuine meal. There's no way for you to know anymore, Murder Mike. You just have to take someone's word for it. And nobody's word seems to be worth anything anymore. I, um, I'll leave that there. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget, uh, oh, two, two releases today. This is in the end of the show. The New Mexico Department of Health recommends flu vaccines and Omicron boosters this fall. This just released. <clears throat> Last Friday, I got my flu vaccine and Omicron booster at the same time, said David, Dr. Disgrace, acting DOH secretary. Fall is here and cooler weather is on the horizon. Time to think about the flu and the COVID-19 risks. Oh, my God. These people are stupid. Pfizer Omicron booster, Moderna Omicron booster. We have the sixth highest death rates per capita. We're on lockdown longer than anybody. Nobody was worse than us. It did not work, folks. She failed. Oh, thank God for Michelle Lujan Grisham. She kept us safe. Uh, for me, if it wasn't for her, the, the Quinones, Pinones, Estebans, the... the the Escalados, the the uh, Martititinis, uh, they all are out there, and, and we, we were safer because she told us to get the shot. No, 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 no. The worst. That's literally the worst Hispanic old man accent I could come up with. Terrible. And there it is. In the Statista. 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 There it is. Number one. 431. For 100,000 people, Mississippi. Number two, 428, Arizona. Number three, Oklahoma at 424 per 100,000. Alabama at number five at 413. And New Mexico in at 405, coming in at number six. So there you go, folks. I posted all that stuff out there. It's all there free for the taking uh, for now. As um, we uh, move headlong uh, into the future with radio, which is what I do and have been doing. For 10 years. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly, the Masters, next.